Hey guys, welcome back to Six Side Culture Podcast. Um, today I'll be joined by Danny, Joe, and Frances. What's up, hey guys. Hey guys. If it sounds a little bit different, the audio, it's because we're using Skype. Uh, Anchor is like the platform we use to record it normally, and it's not working right now, so we're on Skype for today. If it sounds better, don't probably just stay on Skype, but uh, we'll see you next time. Uh, so today we're going to go over the preview for uh, this match day two upcoming this weekend, and we're going to go over the transfers that happened in the last couple of days. Um, if you guys want to uh, chime in and talk about any of the transfers I mentioned, let me know. Uh, Chris Smelling to Roma. Simeone has decided to join Cagliari. De Fidel to Sassuolo. Laxal to Torino. And Parma trying to sign Matteo Damian. Uh, anything you guys want to talk about there? Uh, nothing big. Yeah, there's no... Uh, Sanchez to uh, Inter is confirmed, actually, so... Oh, yeah, Sanchez yeah. to Inter. And there's also no option to buy, so... That's yeah, interesting. that's interesting. Yeah, that's and then Unas is going to join uh, Nice on loan and uh, twenty-five million to uh, buy. Yeah, that's also another move that's happening. And uh, for Smalling to Roma, I'm going to talk about it quickly. Uh, Smalling, I only watched him against Juve. He seemed good, but obviously you have to see a player for a long period of time to really judge them. Um, I hear he's shit, and uh, there's no way he's worse than one Jesus. So I'll take him three million. Who cares? <laughs> shit, whatever. Throw him in the garbage next year. We don't need him. But if he's good, then it's good for us. Um, all right, let's get into the match uh, two preview. So, and, you guys uh, want to start? Uh, yeah, I, yeah. Say, I, I say we start with uh, the this Champions League group stage that, that, that happened today. Yeah, I'll go with that first, that. actually. I forgot to mention that. Yeah. Um, who wants to talk about it first? Uh, we should start with, yeah, I'll talk about it. Uh, the groups, uh, all Serie A teams, except for Inter, I'd say, have are probably favorable to uh, make it out and make it to the uh, knockout round. Uh, Juve, I know they have Atletico Madrid. They got, who else do they have? Ready? Uh, Joe? Leverkusen and Leverkusen. Locomotive. Locomotive. Uh, I think yeah, boys, I'll, fa- quickly I'll read the groups group. real yeah. quick, just so uh, everyone knows them real quick. Atalanta uh, has City, Shakhtar, and Zagreb. Dynamo Zagreb. Uh, Napoli has Liverpool, Salzburg, and Genk. And Juventus has Atletico, Leverkusen, Lokomotiv Moscow, and then Inter has Barca, Dortmund, and Slavia Praha. I never heard of them. Those but, are that's uh, a Czech Republic team. I'll check. Those are the groups. Uh, can you start to talk about Napoli if you want their group? Yeah, um, I'm just gonna go over through a little bit of over the groups. Uh, Juve are probably favorite to win their group. I'd say Inter, maybe Europa League, but I think they have the squad to. Uh, Finish second in their group. Uh, I believe Atalanta will go through. I just have this faith in them that they will beat uh, Shakhtar and another the other team. Was it Zagreb? Zagreb? Yeah, Zagreb. Um, and I feel like Napoli will probably finish second. Uh, I just don't see us beating Liverpool. Uh, both games, maybe at the uh, San Paolo, maybe a win, surprise win. Um, I feel like that. Every team could go through for Syria, but I think it's going to be hard for Inter because I know Dortmund's a good team and also Barcelona is Barcelona, and I think they're still a top five team in the world. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go over it quick. Uh, like you said, uh, Napoli, I think they're going to go through. I think they'll finish second. I first thought that was Leipzig, so I was a little hesitant. I still think Napoli would go through that group. It'll be a little bit more difficult. But knowing that it's Salzburg now, uh, I think Napoli will come second. Maybe first, you never know, but probably second. Um, Atalanta, they should make it through the group. They've been gifted a pretty, I wouldn't say easy group, but easier than I expected. Um, obviously, City, Shakhtar, and uh, Zagreb are in there. Um, yeah. They should be able to uh, pass Zagreb. And Shakhtar, it'll be tough because they are a good team. Um, but they're losing a lot of players. They have a new manager. I think Atalanta should be able to come second. Um, Juventus, that's a... Leverkusen is not an easy team at, at all, actually. No. They're actually a tough team. A tough team. So everyone's sleeping on them. Um, you never know. There could be a surprise, but obviously I do expect Atletico and Juve to go through. And then Inter, that's a tough one. It's probably a group of death, even though it's not yeah. that bad. No, it's, um, it's the hardest group in that league. Yeah. It's, Champions league. it's the hardest group, but I feel like usually the group of death is a bit more difficult than that. But it's still, obviously, compared to other groups this year, it's probably the hardest group. Um, yeah, I'd say Inter comes second to me. Uh, I think Inter has the experience, the manager, and the players to beat Dortmund. Obviously, it won't be easy, but uh, I say Inter comes second. And yeah, those are my predictions. 
Yep. And oh, by the way, Atalanta, I said they're going to come second. Yeah. And uh, what do you guys think? <laughs> I feel uh, that. Uh, friend, you want to go first? No, uh, you go. I yeah, uh, I think that all the Italian teams have a, a good chance to progressing through the the group stages. Uh, I feel that the the Juventus group is uh, harder than it, it really shows. I think Leverkusen is a tough game. I also feel that uh, going to Locomotive maybe in the winter time in Moscow, Russia, is a difficult atmosphere and a difficult place to play because normally Juve don't play in atmospheres when it snows and bad pitches. So. I feel that Juve's group is uh, going to be tough for them, but I feel that uh, they will uh, push through. Uh, going on to Inter uh, with Dortmund, Barca, and uh, the other team, I think it will be very hard for uh, Inter to progress through. They haven't really t- uh, felt uh, Champions League matches in a long time. Uh, and facing a team like uh, Barcelona and uh, Dortmund, which Dortmund is a very good team attacking football, it's going to be tough on them. Uh, I hope they finish second. And it's going to be a, a race for them and Dortmund for that second place. I feel Barca will finish first in the group. Uh, for Atalanta, I feel that uh, Atalanta should be able to go to second. Uh, they have the great team. They have the attacking football. And I feel that uh, besides Man City, I think they could beat the other two teams that are in that group. And uh, finally, who did I leave out? Napoli. I Napoli, feel that yeah, yeah Na- Napoli will progress through. I have no... Uh, no hesitation about that. I think that they'll finish second. I also feel that they will push uh, Liverpool to their efforts, especially at the San Paolo. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I feel that all all uh, four teams should be going on to the next round, and uh, hopefully that's happened. All right. Um, so, uh, obviously, uh, um, a lot of people have been uh, contacting me on social media over this. Uh, I also wanted uh, Ju- Juventus to deal with uh, Atletico Madrid. I think uh, I was very excited when I saw the, the live draw and uh, they pulled out the paper that said that we're facing Atletico. Um, a lot of people have um, been asking me why I want Atletico. And it's been like the pure reason of I think we need competition in the group. I think if we get too much of an easy group, then we're going to be like sleeping in like the knockouts. And it's also yeah. like, to, it's also like uh, it beats us. Like instead of Atletico getting like with Bayern or anything and then like we get them in the knockout stages it's better we get them in the group so um obviously uh i'm not scared of atletico i think they're a great team but i think juve is a, a better team obviously we saw in preseason it wasn't the result we wanted but uh again that was only preseason we didn't we didn't have uh our main starters out and now like in champions league it's going to be a different atmosphere the face uh joel felix didn't even uh hit puberty yet uh, Diego Costa, he's a good striker, but look what Di Manel did, and that's our backup center back. So uh, I'm, not, I'm not scared of them. I think you, Juve will top the group with a Atletico second. Um, Napoli, I think they'll come second place behind Liverpool. I think Liverpool is like uh, one of the favorites again for Champions League this year. The way they play and like the way they, they just are, they're um, a great team. So I think Napoli... Uh, has a ha, has a hard group, but also like a favorable group where they, they could uh, progress to second place. Uh, Atalanta again, same same as Napoli. They obviously have Mad City, or one of the favorites in my eyes. But uh, they do have Shakhtar Donetsk and uh, other teams, so it'll be easy for Atal. It should be easy for Atalanta unless they're not like worried about Champions League and focusing on Serie A for some reason, and they just don't uh, try, which I don't see. I think they'll come second. And uh, Inter, obviously, uh, Bar- Barca is uh, a hard team, but Germans uh, are a good team too. And uh, um, I saw, um, forgot who it was, I saw someone say where Barca is like a uh, favorite to win the group, and then Inter and Dortmund are on the same level, which you kind of do see on a sense. Like, Dortmund's a very good team, but I do think Inter will come second place uh, in that group and, and progress through. Yeah, but those are our brief um, analysis on um, what's going to happen. Um, we do think that all the Italian teams are going to go through, right? We all agree on that? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yep. Yeah, I think it's uh, safe to say that for a long time, you haven't really been able to say that in the Serie A. So it's good to see four teams potentially making it on to the next round. And um, yeah, now that uh, that's over and done with, uh, let's move on to match day two. Um, I'm going to go through the matches real quick, and then we'll uh, give our opinions and everything later on. Uh, so this is uh, the first match, bologna Spal. then we got Milan-Brescia, Juve-Napoli, Lazio-Roma, uh, Cagliari-Inter, 
Atalanta, Torino, Genoa, Holy Fiorentina, and Udinese Parma. Um, and there's also Lecce Verona and Sassuolo Sampdoria. So, some good matches this week. Like, yeah, even a lot of like, good matches, actually. Very underrated like, matches. Like, yeah, like some underrated matches, I was thinking, too. Holy cow. I, even yeah, know, I, sure. I just realized that now, too. Yeah, a lot of good matches. Um, I guess we'll just start from the beginning here. I have a list. Um, we'll just go Bologna spell. We'll start off slow. Uh, yeah. I can't really say much about this match. Um, Bologna had a draw last game. I think Spal lost 3-2 to Atalanta, I yes, believe. Yes, they did. Yeah. Um, it's not good to see that their defense gave up like that after having a, a two-goal lead. Atalanta made a comeback to win 3-2. Um, I think Bologna will win this game, actually. I think Spal is a great team. Uh, I think Petania is great, but I do think that um, Bologna will uh, play for Mihalovic and they will get the win. And I'll say I'll say one nothing. What do you guys think? Um, I think the game will end in a tie. Uh, I think both teams are the way they both played. Uh, they could, they could be a winner, like a, la- a last minute winner. But it's gonna be an interesting match this week, so I'm probably gonna give them a one-one tie. I'm gonna say Patania and uh, Orsolini with the two goals. Yeah, th- this this is a game where you really don't know who to predict because both teams could show that they're they they could win the game. You know, Bologna last week. You know, the coach returning on the sidelines after battling what he's battling with was very nice to see. Uh, Spal almost beating Atalanta, you know these are these are things that are are good to c- good to see. And uh, next week the game of uh, Bologna and Spal, I think is going to end uh, in a draw, like Danny said. I feel that both teams can show what they're really used for and what they could use. I think Orsolini is a great great young Italian prospect that could develop even better this season. And I do feel that Spal uh, with the the game, if they play the game like they did last week, they could win. But I feel that. Because Bologna is home, this is going to go as a tie one one. Yeah, um, I I think uh, Spal's actually going to take this. I think uh, what they showed on the weekend against uh, Atalanta was um, it showed that there was something there that they're fighting for something. Uh, obviously, the defense was very shaky, but I think uh, they're going to get their tactics right, and it's going to be a very close game. Though I think uh, I think Spal's going to win three uh, one. Everyone. All right, those are our predictions for that match. Um, obviously, it's not really much to go off of because uh, usually the smaller teams are very hard to predict because they have big dips. Sometimes they'll pull off a result they can't believe, and then sometimes uh, they'll lose to uh, Bologna or uh, even Kiev last season. So uh, we'll see what happens. But, um, yeah, it should be an exciting game for uh, both fan bases. And uh, now let's move on to Milan-Brescia, which I think is actually very interesting. Yeah, I see. Um, I'll get my prediction real quick. Um you know, I'm going to say a 1-1 draw, actually. Um, Milan last week, they looked, um, I don't know, they looked very they disinterested. Like yeah. Deflated. They, yeah, they looked deflated and disinterested. And just look at what they're doing. Um, Giampaolo, I think he trained under the 4-2-3-1 all summer. And after working all summer in one formation, they're changing it this week. I forgot what the formation was, but they're changing it. So... I think for the players, it's hard to be practicing under one formation for two months and then changing it all of a sudden after one game. Um, I'm not a fan of that. And I think the players will be confused, disoriented, and I think that Brescia can capitalize. I think, will Balotelli be playing? Most likely, right? Uh, I don't know. Probably on the bench. Probably on the bench. On the bench? Yeah, um, yeah, we'll see. But uh, I do think Brescia is uh, underrated for a smaller club. And I think they'll come away with a draw, I'll say, 1-1. Is the game in Milan or is it? Uh, That's in Milan, Russia? yeah. It's in Milan. You know what? I just think, I think uh, Milan's gonna bounce back um, after that. Uh, let's just say blunder of a game against Udinese. Like again, I they didn't look strong at all. They didn't look like the Milan that everyone expects them to be. Um, I think the game's gonna end maybe one nothing Milan or two one Milan. Uh, I feel like Milan's gonna come out stronger and with more fire because it's in the uh, San Siro and it's their home opener. And I feel like Brescia, I don't know how they're going to do in playing in a big stadium, especially in like an iconic stadium, especially like the San Siro. So maybe they'll get a goal uh, by Donnarumma or so. But I think Milan's going to win 2-1 this game. Uh, for me, uh, last week, I think Milan played the Worst Italian football I, I, I've seen in a long time. They didn't get a shot on target. Yeah, uh, for, yeah versus a, a team that wasn't playing even their best player in Rodrigo De Paul. Uh, yeah, Milan looked sh- shooken early on. 
Uh, the, I, I knew from the beginning, I know it's still early, but I don't think Gianpaolo is the right coach for Milan. Uh, sometimes sometimes he, he looks lost. Sometimes he doesn't know what to do. He's making the wrong substitutions. He's playing right midfielders, center mids. Uh, you know, Fabio Barini is still starting. I don't know why, why he's still starting. Uh, but going to Briska, yeah, they, they look, the first game, they looked very, very good. You know, they handled the pressure of coming back to Serie A. Uh, you know, they, they got the three points. You know, it was a pen, but it doesn't matter. They still got the three points at the end of the game. Like Enzo said at the beginning that uh, Milan is changing the formations. That's never a good sign, especially when a team was working on something the whole summer just to change a formation. Uh, Briska versus Milan this week. I think it's going to end two one to Briska. I think that M- Milan, oh. are, the Milan are still going to be looking shaky the first five couple of games. You know, t- to try to prove that you to everyone that you d- deserve to be in the Champions League, and then the first game, uh, no shots on target and losing to a team like Udinese really shows that Milan is still not ready as a, a Champions League team or a top four finish. Uh, I do believe that uh, Milan will score first, and then Briska will tie it up before halftime. And in the 80th, 90th minute, Briska will squeeze one out. And then uh, there will be really a lot of people on Twitter the, discussing about Milan's future future uh, buys and the, the coach, if he's right for the system. And uh, I feel that Milan, you know, looking at the beginning of the season, we thought that Milan was going to finish top four, top five. But if they continue like they did last game or even worse, then, uh, you know, they couldn't even make a Europa League uh, spot. Yeah, Um I, I agree with that. I think um, off of Milan's game, we don't really know what to expect of them. Uh, they could come out and say, like, that Udinese game was just, like, a bad game and, like, we're going to show you guys what we're about. Or they could just say, like, that's just going to be the start of, like, the end. Uh, like Joe said, I said, I even said the last podcast, Giampaolo, I think he just leached off uh, Fabio's, Fabio's uh, success last season. And that's why he has the Milan job. I think... Um, uh, Milan and Brescia is going to be interesting. If Balotelli plays, if Balotelli either comes off the bench or he starts, I think Brescia will, will get the slight uh, edge and and win 2-1. If not, I think it's going to be a 1-1 draw. Yep, um, yeah, me and Joe have a more of a bold prediction there. But uh, even uh, Francesco and Danny, you got to have your doubts. Um, it's an interesting game. Uh, Milan, as we all said, very shaky last week. We don't know really what to expect from them. Having zero shots on target against Udinese is horrendous. I don't care what your excuse is. That's just terrible. Yeah, and it's, like, it's pathetic. Yeah, it's, and that was horrendous. Um, like Joe mentioned, uh, Milan just looked like a disaster. Like uh, It was hard to watch. I'm not even a Milan fan. They looked, and, like, uh, an ML- they looked like an MLS side, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, yeah. they did. You know, it to get zero like, shots uh, on target with you, like, once you get a new coach, like Roma, they came out flying the first game. Three goals, bang. You look at uh, Juve, the way they played, you know, passing the ball, getting lots of corners, you know, putting pressure on, on, on the defense. Milan did not show any of that. You look at Inter, they looked like a new new whole team. They looked like 2010 Inter. Look at Fiorentina, even though you look they at Fiorentina. Really you well. look at Fiorentina, they lost, but, you know, new signings making a big impact. You look at Milan. You know, Piontek, all this hype last season, 20-whatever goals he got. To not get a shot on that, I read something that he had 17 touches. And that's that's just terrible for a center forward to have 17 touches throughout the game. Milan yeah, right now, shot. Yeah, not a shot on target. Yeah, Milan don't look good. Yeah, boom, yeah, boom, boom. Um, yeah, 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 boom, boom, boom. Yeah, zero. All over the board. <laughs> yeah, I think um, the big difference between Milan and other teams is that... Um, they don't have that player they can give the ball to, and then they're just trying to make something. Obviously, you have Ronaldo, Napoli, probably multiple creators there. They have Insigne, as much as I don't want to admit it, Mertens. Uh, they have lots of players that can create. Uh, even Fiorentina, they have quite a few. Yeah, so um, even Fabio Ruiz can create. But um, yeah, every team has that one player. They give the ball to, you say, okay, here's the ball, do something. Yeah. And Milan don't really have that guy, Paqueta. Sure. Who is this guy, Paqueta? Bolini, he hasn't the, proved anything. They, they rely more on Bolini than they do with uh, other guys. Yeah, it's and Piontek, he isn't that player that you give the ball and he's going to dribble around three players. He's someone who's going to sit in the box and wait for the right I opportunity. I think they think uh, Benassar is their creator, but they need a, like a big-name guy. To, and even like, that I disagree with because I think Benassar is more of a ball winner than a creator. To yeah. Me. And he'll be sitting in front of the defense. So I don't think Benassar is going to solve their offensive problems, but... I think they're missing a solid center attacking mid or something yeah. just to create. Yeah, maybe trying like Suso in that role would they work. Maybe like someone like a Pirlo or something. 
Yeah, even Suso, I think he'd work in that role. He's a good dribbler. He's a good passer, creator. Maybe Suso at uh, at camp, camp could help them. So I, th- uh, I think John Paul is going to uh, test that out. I think I was reading something saying John Paul is going to test that out behind the two strikers. Yeah, yeah we'll see. that'll be smart. But we'll see what happens this weekend. Um, now we're going to move on to Juve Napoli. Oh, oh God, shit! <laughs> All uh, right, okay. Danny, want to start this one? Yep. Uh, this is good, guys. <laughs> I'm just going to apologize right now for any Juve fans. I think Napoli's going to go into Juventus and get that one nothing victory, maybe even 2-1. Uh, or even a tie, you never know. Uh, I feel like Napoli, they have something to prove this year. There's a lot of like pressure on us, too, to contend with Juve. Um, I feel like Juve, the way they played last week, they didn't impress me that much. Uh, Napoli, I know they gave up three goals uh, to Fiorentina. But their attack was really awesome to watch. And it felt like the 2015-2016 attack when uh, we had, like, the most goals in Serie A or something like that and, like, a top-five attack in the world at that point. Uh, I think Napoli will get a maybe a 2-1 victory or it can even end in a tie, but I'm leaning more with a 2-1 victory for Napoli. Now, I'm All not right. trying to be biased. I just have this feeling about it. I'll give Joe and uh, Francesco some time to prepare their answer. Um, Danny, I just want to ask you one more thing before I, I get my prediction. Um, yeah. What do you think about Orsato being the ref? Do you think that has an impact? Um, I think it could because last year he did send off uh, Meret as a questionable call. I don't want to get into details because we already had a big argument in our chat a couple days ago about that. <laughs> but uh, a lot of people still think it's a questionable call. It depends how you see it. Uh, I hope he doesn't have an impact this week. Because I know last week the refereeing with Syria was horrendous. So hopefully this week he calms everything down and it's going to be a clean, fair game. But we'll see how it goes. Yeah, uh, for me on the Orsato situation, um, I don't think it's rigged. I don't think you would pay him or anything. But I think the effect might be on Napoli as a mental effect. Because um, when you play Juventus with the same ref and you don't really win all the time, I'm not saying they pay him or anything like that. Oh, no, no. But, but it, is, like, a, yeah, it is a mental effect because players, um, they have that Orsato on their head and saying, ooh, do I tackle him here? They have that second guessing because they're worried if they tackle him, they might the ref might overreact and give them a red. So I think it does give Juve a mental edge because some Napoli players might be uh, on edge, worried about tackling certain players and all that. Yeah, but um, I don't think it really has a big impact. With, we all yeah. have the best history with Orsato with, uh, like, uh, complaining, like going to the ref, asking why wasn't this, why wasn't that. Uh, there's a lot of calls, even like not even with Juve, that Napoli should have got that they did it. And it's, I think it's because that Napoli uh, always complains. Not like complains, like uh, complains, but like they always ask, why didn't we get this call? And I feel like that any, every time you do that, the referee goes, if they're always looking for a call, I'm not going to give them that call then. Like, you got to be, you got to respect the ref, you got to be nice, sir, because if you treat the ref nice, he'll treat you right as well. Yeah, and one thing I don't like about Rosato is that he's too proud. Um, he doesn't like checking the VOD. He likes uh, making his own decisions. Yeah, he's old-fashioned. Old yeah, that's something I, I really don't like that about him at all. Um, I hate him as a ref, and I just think he's a terrible ref and shouldn't ref a game again. I can't stand him. And I can't remember the last time we won a game with him as a ref. So, um, But uh, yeah, now moving on to my actual prediction for the game and putting the ref aside. Um, it's a tough one to, to predict. Um, Napoli's defense looked extremely weak, but that could be due to the fact that Koulibaly just returned. Milas just getting uh, inserted into the system there. Um, Juventus, um, then he didn't mention they didn't look that good, but to me they showed a lot of potential. Um, they weren't able to execute, but um, playmaking and movement-wise, I think Juve looked really good. They have a lot of potential, and I think it's hard of the coach not there and all that, and it's a new system. And my tweeting, Higuain really surprised me, but... Uh, I think yeah. Higuain played really great last game, to be yeah. honest. And I think him and Ronaldo actually worked better than him and Dybala, just my opinion. Um, I think Dybala will play, though. Um, I don't think he'll replace Higuain, or I don't know what's going to happen with that. But I think Dybala is going to be very good against Napoli. Uh, Manolas isn't very good at defending side to side. And a player with, uh, like Dybala's caliber can move left and right really quick. I think he'll help the team a lot. And my prediction is going to be tough. Napoli has a great attack, and the defense looks a bit weak, but uh, I'm just going to say 2-2. Uh, it's kind of hard to predict, but uh, I don't know if it's my heart or my brain, brain predicting. Obviously, I'm a Roma fan. I want the tie. I'll take, but, any, uh, I'll take uh, anything. That's I'll say 2-2. <laughs> uh, Joe, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Yeah, last week, uh, not, I watched the whole Napoli game because once the Serie A starts, you feel like you want to watch every game. Yeah, uh, yeah so the... their defense didn't look the best, but uh, their attack, like Dan said, looked uh, like uh, like old. You know, uh, I, I feel like Aleon is a very very underrated player. He he opens up space for other players. He he runs behind the ball, gets gets past the defenders, and crosses it back in. Uh, their midfield looked great, but uh, their their de- defense didn't look uh, too good. But at the, it's all it's only the beginning of the season, and that really yeah. happens with every team. I feel that Koulibaly and Manolas will end up being one of the top three best defense in Serie A. Uh, of course, you're going to need time to really get in, in, into the things of uh, of new management and a new team and a new atmosphere. So I feel that uh, Manolas will do uh, will end up doing good at Napoli. It's just going to take him a couple games. Uh, for Juve, you know, last week, we started off the first 20 minutes very, very good. You know, there was a point in the game where, where we had the ball for at least 10 minutes, you know. Uh, we would get a shot on target. We would get the shot, a uh, corner kick, and then Parma would kick it out, and it would be our ball once again. Uh, the second half, we did not play very good. Uh, we didn't play uh, bad either. Uh, but uh, I feel that we could have won the game more than it was. Uh, Parma didn't really threat uh, our goal. I feel that Kellini Bonucci, especially Kellini, played a, a very good role last game. I feel that Bonucci played well too, but I also think that Pjanic was the man of the match last game. Uh, the, the way he, he controlled the defensive line, the way he controlled the back, you know, playing a CDM for a player like him that passes the ball is a, a very hard position to, to, to play. But as Sadi has his, uh, his, those type of players, you know, he had Jorginho on Napoli and then he had Jorginho again at Chelsea. And now he has Pjanic in that midfield role at Juve. So I feel that Pjanic played very well. Ronaldo could add a couple of goals. I feel that the offside was a, a joke to check because... If we didn't have if we didn't have VAR, then it wouldn't have been an offside. You know, he was offside by a fingernail of his head. So it was. Uh, I feel that offside should only be by your feet and not not any part else of your body. But that's a different topic. Juve Napoli this weekend. I think it's going to be the the game of the the weekend. Not only in Serie A, but maybe in the the in Europe. Uh, every time Juve versus Napoli is big, big uh, people watch it. You know, a lot of Serie A fans of other teams watch it just to see the two giants. Uh, Go head to head. I feel that Napoli will, will come out strong like they always do. They always want to get the victory over Juve. I feel that Juve without Sadi will have a, a little bit of problems at the beginning. But uh, besides having not Sadi, I feel that we have a lot of champions in the team that that know what to do even without a coach. Uh, I feel that Kilini uh, really uh, talks to the defense. Ronaldo talks to the attack, and Pjanic will talk to the midfield. Uh, last game, I even saw Buffon on the sideline t- telling the players where to go and where, where to position. So the coach, yeah, at the end of the day, will have an impact not being there. But for a team like Juve, it will practically mean nothing. Uh, Napoli is going to be a tough game. It's going to be head-to-head. I either feel that it's going to be a 1-1 tie or a 2-0 victory for Juve. All right. Um, I'm going to say my prediction now. Oh, First God. off, uh, I want to start off. Um, saying by the Napoli attack. Yes, I think uh, Napoli did what they needed to do. They scored uh, four goals. They were great goals by Napoli. But at the same time, uh, look who they scored their goals against. They, they scored against Petzela and Milikovic with Jaroski and Net. Yes, they're, they're average players, but they're no Kilini, Banucci, and Chesney. It's not, it's, not, it's not anything special. They're just average defenders. So I don't think that, that, that goal show is going to happen from Napoli again. I think uh, Juve is a much, much better team than Fiorentina, so you can't really compare uh, the style of play that Napoli had, the amount of goals, because it's not going to happen against Juve. I think uh, the way Juve played, um, the, the scoreline didn't emulate the, the final results. I think if Ronaldo was on his day and he finished all his chances he had, it would have been a 4 or 5 nothing game, and then people would have been talking about how, how good Juve was. Um, I think Ronaldo will be on his game today, uh, on Saturday, because... Uh, like I said, it's a home opener. The fans are, are going to go crazy. Um, it's against Napoli. Ronaldo does well against big teams under pressure. So um, in, in, my, uh, in my eyes, I think it's going to be a, a very, very entertaining match. But at the same time, I think Juve is going to win. I think we're going to win uh, 2 or 3 nothing in my, in my opinion. Um, as, as far as the coaches go, uh, I don't know what's <laughs> happening with Sadi. Uh, Sadi could be on the bench. He could not be on the bench. Me personally, I I, I don't want him on the bench. I think uh, he needs to uh, worry about his problems right now. Uh, He's just getting over a pneumonia, and already he's getting pictured with a pack of cigarettes with fans uh, after this pneumonia. 
uh, I've heard like the, the Juventus board, like um, they're not too happy with this. They want him to like recover well, and obviously he's not going to be recovering if he's smoking a pack of cigarettes while having a pneumonia or just getting over it. So me personally, I rather the assistant manager take over the role against the Napoli game because he's more like mentally stable to take on that game. Sadio obviously he's coming back from the pneumonia. It'll be his first game in charge against a big team. I don't think he's. Uh, uh, no, I don't think he's ready for it. So me personally, I'd rather have the assistant coach on the bench uh, instead of Sadi. But that's that, that just that's just me. I think um, I think Napoli's defense was shaky. But like I said, first game, so we'll see if Koulibaly plays a bit better. Hopefully not. But yeah, uh, that's it. I just think um, I think Matuidi is very underrated for Juve. I think uh, what he uh, a lot of people are saying he needs to go. He can't play Champions League. But when Ronaldo plays left wing and moves over to the striker role and that gap's open, Matuidi's always covering that side and no one seems to see it. So I really hope he starts again. Uh, I, I'd be uh, interested to see Dybala maybe in the mid, having a midfield three of Pjanic, Matuidi and Dybala and having Dybala more attacking and sending the balls up to Higuain, Ronaldo and Costa. I think that, that, that should be tested. But uh, uh, end of result, I think uh, two or three nothing to Juve. All right, well, uh, you know, I'll give Danny a chance to respond if he wants to. No, I just want to throw something in. Uh, it's not related to Napoli Juve. Uh, Di Matteo just tweeted out that Swasolo could close the deals for Vlad Kirikish and uh, the Frel tomorrow. So just okay, just a quick breaking news for you guys, if you guys, yep. for the Swasolo, and also, Swasolo fans. Uh, yeah, and also uh, Olsen will be joining Cagliari on loan, thank yeah. God. Yeah, I just and, uh, um, forgot about uh, Cranio's injury, so I was asking why they were going after the goalies, and then I read up on Cranio's injury, so that's why they yeah, were going after uh, like Olsen and stuff. You know, so unfortunately, uh, the Wolves have beaten Torino 5-3 in aggregate, so Torino yeah. will not be in the Europa uh, League. Which okay. is a shame. Good, you guys, hard team to go up against Wolves because uh, of all the money and stuff that they have. But Torino scored three goals on them, so you gotta give them a little bit of credit. They battled hard, but uh, now at least they Cucciani. get to focus on uh, Syria, the Syria, no. and Coppa Italia. So. Yeah, and uh, a part of me is kind of happy because uh, Cato was talking a lot of crap about Roma a couple of days ago. So uh, part of me is happy, but as an Italian supporter, uh, it's sad to see an Italian team lose to an English side. But uh, it's all right, and it's in the past now. Um, yep. Now let's move on. Uh, Lazio Roma. <sighs> Enzo. All right. So, um, okay. So after last weekend, obviously our attack was fantastic. It was the best attack I've seen maybe ten years at Roma. It was amazing. The movement, um, even defensively, our rotations are very good. We don't have the players. Um, they're garbage. I'm just gonna throw it out there. They suck. They shouldn't be professional players. All right, guys. Uh, we're back. Uh, Francesco had to go deal with something. Uh, but we're back now. Um, so, yeah, on the Lazio Roma, um, like I said, um, our attack was fantastic last week. Our defense, um, I didn't mind the rotations. The high line is just something common in football now. We're going to see it on every team. But um, the problem is the quality we have at the back. Uh, Faccio and Juan Jesus are like two donkeys at the back. Uh, they don't know what they're doing. Um, they're garbage. And uh, if they both start, I might not watch the game, honestly. But, um, yeah, now we signed uh, Chris Smalling. Uh, <laughs> Uh, he, he has to <laughs> he has to be better than Fatso and Juanesus. There's no way he's worse. Uh, but um yeah, I'll take anyone over those two uh, idiots at the back. It's like watching Dumb and Dumber again. But um yeah, in the in the derby, Lazio obviously beat Sampdoria three nothing. Um I'm not really worried about Lazio to be honest. Their defense is um isn't the best like ours. Uh, who's gonna stop uh, Jack Wallace? Like uh, uh, I'm not really worried. But um yeah, I'm expecting a win. I'm gonna say maybe I'll say two nothing. Actually no, you know, we're gonna concede two one. Um it'll be a tight game. I think it'll play well. And I think once again our defense will let us down. And uh yeah, I'll say two one Roma. Um, you know what? I'm gonna just say something quick, because uh, I don't know much about both teams like you do, Enzo, because uh uh I think just just looking at it, uh, I'm gonna say I don't know, maybe a 1-1 tie, or I think Roman's going to get that big victory. I think it's going to be maybe 1-1 heading into the 84th minute, and then Jekyll's going to pull out some magic that he has, and uh, he's going to score a beautiful goal, and I'm going to say 2-1 uh, Roma. 
Yeah, I'll lose if that happens. <laughs> uh, Joe? Yeah, uh, like uh, like Danny said, I feel that uh, Romo was scoring the last minutes uh, of the game in, 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 in Pula with a W. I think they went 2-1. Uh, last week, uh, Lazio really showed uh, that they, they're a very good team, that they, they know how to pass the ball around, but it was against Sam, a team like Sampdoria. Uh, like I said the podcast before, if Cuadrilla doesn't get a penalty shot, he probably won't score. Uh, so that didn't happen. So Lazio, Lazio came out with a three nothing victory. Roma, three uh, three with Genoa. They looked shaky in the back, but their attacks looked very good. So I feel that this week's training session was all, all to the defense to really, uh, to really uh, stand firm and, and defend the ball a little bit better. Uh, I feel that Roma will, will play better defense this game and that their attack will still be the same as last week. So that's why I have them at two one. Uh, yeah, I think um, Lazio. Uh, Enzo, you're gonna kill me here, but I think uh, Lazio is gonna actually get get the win against Roma. Okay, for uh, sure. Yeah, that's your last podcast. <laughs> I just, I just don't think, I just don't think Roma's defense is uh, strong enough or strong enough. I don't think it, they're even good enough to be in Serie. Yeah, never mind uh, a, a game like Lazio is a big game. Uh, I think the attack will do fine, but I just think Lazio is gonna come out and win. Uh, 2-1 or 3-1 because uh, I think Immobile will get a goal. I think uh, Roma's attack's going to be very good, but just the defense is just very shaky. It's not. I think Florenzi's going to start right back and, and it's just going to be a disaster defensively for Roma. Fred, I think you might need to find a new cultural page after this podcast. Fred, you want to put money on that? Uh, no, 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 it's okay. Why not? But I, 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 just, do, I just think Lazio is going to win. Uh, I'm not doubting Roma's abilities. I just think their defensive abilities aren't strong enough to, the, to, to maintain the, the win. The game's on a Sunday. All right, Roma, All right we'll, we'll deal with this at the end of the podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, now let's move on. Uh, we have Cagliari Inter, um, so I'll go first real quick. Um, yeah, I think it'll be... Simple. Yeah, I, obviously I think Inter's going to win. I'm just going to get that up there now. Um, Cagliari, uh, they still don't look ready to me. Nagalan even said, uh, give us time uh, in the interview at the end of the last game. Um, I think Inter's just going to win this one 3 nothing. honestly. Uh, Danny? Uh, the game's in Inter, right? Or is it in Cagliari? No. In Cagliari. It's in Inter? Oh, it's in Cagliari? Okay. Um, you know what? I'm going to say uh, Cagliari won't be ready. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure about that one. Um, I'm going to say maybe 2 nothing Inter. I think uh, Cagliari will give uh, Inter a little bit of a scare throughout the game. Um, I feel like that Cagliari will have a couple of chances to score and equalize, and then Inter is just going to seal it off, maybe with another Lukaku tapping or a uh, Brozovic screamer again. Um, I think Inter will win this game 2 nothing. Joe? Yeah, I feel like Cagliari is going to give the pressure to Inter. Uh, they didn't really play that the, the way they had to last uh, week out. Uh, as for Inter, uh, they looked uh, amazing, but they, again, they versed a team like Briska. Uh, no, not Briska. They versed Lecce, uh, Lecce. Lecce, Lecce. Uh, so they really came off flying. A new coach, new atmosphere with Lukaku and all the new signings. You know, Kandreva scoring uh, 50 yard, 50 uh, yard uh, screamers. Uh, you know, they looked like a whole new team. Uh, <laughs> I, I do feel that Cagliari are still not ready, and that Inter are just too powerful for them right now. Uh, I do feel Kyle will score, but I do feel that uh, Inter will win 3 1. Yeah, and can I mention yeah. quickly? Uh, I forgot Kandreva even played professional soccer. Where, yeah, where some on the field. Where the hell did uh, Kandreva go for Italy when uh, that's, we need the score screamers for that? that that's, that's, what Antonio, does. that's what Conte does. You know, last, last year, Kandreva was just a guy to bring on in the 90th minute and just send balls into the box for, for two seconds. <laughs> and now he's scoring goals for 50 yards, 50 uh, yards out. So that's, that's a type of that's Jack a, didn't he look like a yeah. That, that's the that's the type of that's the type of coach that Antonio Conte is. He he makes little players become big part players of, of the team. With Juve, he had Matri, with Asamoa, Bucinic, Jovinko. I remember all those guys that were no name brands, and he he made them into to superstars for the team. And that's what he's going to do with Inter. Uh, Asamoa looked amazing the first game. Uh, so did Kandreva, and, and slowly by slowly, uh, these players will become better. You looked at Sensi, he's, he was very good. Uh, Lukaku played his part, and now that they just got Sanchez, 
uh, Inter looking as a, a good team, not only because of the players they're getting, but they're getting players that Antonio Conte likes. And, and they might add Lorente too. Uh, yeah, pro that out too. Yeah, and and when Antonio Conte likes the players he has, he, he turns them into superstars. Yeah. yeah, and can I just mention? I'm surprised that Kondrava didn't break his foot kicking that ball because so, his injury history is terrible. It. I'm surprised uh, he didn't scuff it to uh, Calabria. Yeah, and like Joe mentioned real quick, uh, I want to mention Sensi. He is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, amazing. Really good player. Really good I, player. I knew he was good, but I didn't think he was able to dribble like that. He's just an amazing player. He's uh, small, but he was great he's... too. He's good. He's small but good. Him and Barriado are going to be a really good midfielding uh, pairing in the future as well. Yeah. And Sensi reminds me of what Verratti should have been, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think he's the, uh, what's it called? The poor, uh, not the poor man's Verratti. I think he's, he's got he's the He's a rich man. He's better than Verratti to me. I think he's got the caliber to become what Verratti should have been. And in my opinion, if Verratti were stayed in Syria, I think he would have been a really good midfielder. Yeah, to me, I can't stand Verratti. I think he's a terrible player, to be honest. And uh, I just think Sensi, uh, he already lived up to whatever Verratti can still live up to. All right, we're back. Um, technical difficulties. Uh, our Skype call cut out, but uh, we're back now, and Francesco's going to give his uh, take on uh, Inter Cagliari. Yeah, uh, there's nothing really much to say. Uh, Cagliari aren't, aren't, aren't ready to, to face this Inter yet. I think uh, this is perfect for Inter. They're, they warmed up with Lecce. Obviously, you saw that 4 nothing. Now they get Cagliari, so they're slowly warming up with, with the smaller teams that aren't on their level. I think this is just going to be a stomping of 3 nothing, 4 nothing. Yep. Um, yeah, we all predict the Inter win, right? Yeah. 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 Yes, that's pretty uh, self-explanatory. Uh, now let's move on to At- Atalanta and Torino. I think that's going to be a very good game, actually. Uh, yeah. I do think Atalanta is going to win because I think Torino, <laughs> after today, uh, their heads are held down, they're tired. Yeah. And they played, what was I think, three or four matches in the past two weeks. So it's going to be their fourth match in the last two weeks. So uh, yeah. that's a lot of football played at the starting lineup as well. To... I think after yeah, plus, as well. Yeah, they have to, they have to travel to Bergamo, uh, Bergamo as well. So uh, it's going to be a, a tough game for Torino to try and win. If they do win, I'll be very impressed. But I do think Atalanta is going to take it. And I'll say, honestly, I think it'll be 2 nothing. I say, I'm going to say 1 uh, Maybe, I don't know what, maybe a 3-1 win for Atalanta. Uh, I feel like Atalanta are going to be on a high after <laughs> seeing their group for Champions League. So they're going to come out uh, balls glazing and just, uh, just <laughs> give Torino everything. I think they're gonna be winning three one, and then and then Torino's gonna get that. Uh, what's it called? Like just a goal, just in the ninetieth minute, so that their stats look nice. I think. I think again. Like I think the Europa League is gonna take its toll on Torino. Uh, I feel like that Atalanta just Luis Muriel looked phenomenal against Spal. Um, I feel like Devin uh, Duvan Zapata. Uh, the Napoli legend is going to wake up and uh, get a couple goals for Atalanta this week. Enjoy. Yeah, like Danny said, I feel that Atalanta is going to come up ball glazing. Um, <laughs> they're, they're, uh, yeah, I think Atalanta is going to take this very easy win. They're home. Uh, they had a week to prepare for this game to re- really strengthen the things that they didn't really do well last week versus Spal. As for Torino, they're probably uh, all the heads are down, like Enzo said, uh, just getting out of the Europa League today. Uh, with the Wolves, uh, so they're really not at the, the mental state to, to really play at their full potential, uh, and I feel that uh, Atlanta will crew through them 3 nothing. Wow. Um, me, personally, I think, uh, yes, Torino's heads are going to be down from the Europa League exit, but at the same time, I think that's going to give them extra motivation to do well in Serie A. They're going to be like, guys, we have to do well in Serie A now because we're not in Europa League. So the, we got to prove to them that, that we're still a strong team and prove ourselves. Uh, I do think Atalanta's still going to win, though. I think Atalanta's just a better team on paper and, and in game. I think it's going to be a close one at 3-2 Atalanta. Atalanta, yeah. yeah. And like I said before, I really do think that playing four games in two weeks can take a really big toll on uh, Torino. I don't think a lot of people understand how much these games tire you while playing Champions League, playing here, there, that. Very difficult. Yeah. And also, I think it's better Torino's out of the Europa League, to be honest, because uh, me personally, I wouldn't even I go to Europa League for free, to be honest. Uh, playing in Azerbaijan on a Thursday night is uh, always difficult, and then Saturday you have to play against uh, Juve. So, 
Or yeah, any it's, team material. It's tough yeah. after uh, Champions League or Europa League. And it all adds up those games, of course, on those legs. And Torino don't really have the depth to play in both yeah. islands, So And plus, they um, had a lot of like guys who weren't playing today as well. I know uh, Nikulu uh, wasn't playing today. Yeah, his head's not all there. He wants to uh, leave the team. Yeah, so uh, like right there, there's a little bit of controversy with him. But we'll see what uh, Walter Mezzari does uh, with yeah. the Tonino side this week. Good coach. Um, Let's see what he does now. Now to move on to what I think is going to be a goal fest, uh, Genoa Fiorentina. Huh. Um, I think this will be a fantastic game. I do think Fiorentina is going to win, though. Um, I'll probably give Fiorentina, say, a 3 1 uh, win. It's going to be a very uh, fast paced game, I think. Uh, both sides defensively are a little bit weak, but Fiorentina is stronger than uh, Genoa defensively. Yeah. I watched uh, Genoa against Roma, and their defense is a mess, uh, almost as bad as ours. And, um, yeah, I do think Fiorentina is going to take it 3-1. Danny? Um, I think uh, Fiorentina will, will win this game. Uh, I feel like that last week's game, they're going to put the game aside and just go for it all, get their revenge on uh, Genoa. I still think Genoa, they have the squad to upset like a team like Fiorentina, but I feel like Fiorentina is going to be pissed off from last week and they're going to win this game maybe... 3-1, 3-2. So, yeah, I think Fiorentina will win. And I think Ribéry will get a goal as well. Francesco? Uh, yeah, for me, I think uh, Fiorentina is going to win this one. But at the same time, I, I don't think it's going to be as crazy as people are expecting it. I think that game against Napoli was very electric. But it's going to die down eventually. I think it's going to be a, a 2-1 two, 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 or 2-0 two for Fiorentina. Joe? Uh, this game is a, a very uh, good game to watch, a very underrated game to watch, Fiorentina versus Udinese. Uh, last oh, week, Fiorentina, I mean Genoa, uh, <laughs> Fiorentina last week uh, played uh, a very good uh, attacking football versus Napoli, but their defense was not uh, not all there. Uh, sometimes when you're too pumped up, it doesn't really work out into your favor. Uh, Genoa, they're, they're probably feeling a, a very confident last week, tying with Roma. Uh, ties versus big teams like Roma make little teams uh, very happy and very excited to keep, keep going and, and it pumps up their fans. Uh, Genoa is also at home, right? Uh, Genoa so. is at home, yep. Yeah, Genoa is at home. So I think that this game will end up in 2-2 draw. Wow, that's a good, that's a good prediction, actually. Yeah, I can see that happening uh, because it's Syria. Weird things happen in Syria. Yeah, and uh, Joe speaking about Udinese, like you said before, Udinese Parma. That's the next <laughs> game. Uh, that's a weird game to predict. Um, DePaul, I think he's gone, so he won't be playing that game. Yeah, I think um, Udinese. Uh, I don't think they're gonna win this game. I think Parma will win uh, one nothing. Maybe a Jovino goal. Uh, oh, I think Parma will win this game one nothing. Actually, I don't know who will score, but. Um, I like Padma. They have some good individual players on the team. Uh, against Juve, I saw that um, Brazilian midfielder, something junior, I can't remember his name. He was phenomenal. I really liked how he played. Um, Jovino uh, makes good runs, but he can't really finish the last pass or the last shot. Mm. Um, but Udinese, I really like how they played uh, as a team against Milan. They played very well. Um, their defense looked better than I thought. And actually, I think uh, Udinese is going to come away with a 2-0 win. Oh, wow. Wow. Right, uh, yeah. oh, you got shoes. Uh, I'll let Joe go first. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, this game is uh, another. Uh, you know, Serie. A, to be honest, Serie. A, every game is a good game to watch from from now on. You know, every every team has that that one star. Yeah. yeah, every team has that one star that you love to watch, and uh, the teams are really getting more and more better each year. So I feel that this is another good game to watch. Udinese Parma. Parma last game didn't look too bad against Juve. The problem was that they just couldn't go by Kilini and Bonucci. They couldn't get the final product on the goal. Or also playing attack, attacking. Uh, they, they did very good. They did very good counter breaks when Juve lost the ball. Uh, they were very good from the back. Uh, you know, we only scored one goal, and when we have players like Ronaldo, Dybala, Costa, Higuain, all those guys, you're expecting more goals, but they. They really played a, a a good game. You know, they, they also got lucky sometimes with the offside, but th this stuff happens in football. So, Parma played a very good game. Again, Udinese last game, they bet Milan. Uh, but they didn't look too, you know, they, they won the game, but they, they didn't play the, the, the great, great, great football either. So, uh, 
it was just that Milan played a, a very bad game and that Udinese came out with the final product. They deserved the win, but they didn't play a very, uh, very, very entertaining soccer. Uh, so this game is going to be, it could go either way. Uh, Parma is, who's home? Parma or Udinese? I think Udinese. Udinese is home again? I think so. Yeah. Okay, I, so. I believe, um, yeah, I think Udinese is home. Yeah. Udinese yeah. is home. Yeah. So I, I feel that this is going to be a very, uh, very uh, low scoring game. So I think it'll end 0 uh, 0. Well, yeah, okay. That's uh, a good prediction. Yeah. Me personally, I think uh, Udinese um, weren't, weren't up to par against Milan. I think the only reason why they won is because Milan was just dreadful. Um, I think Parma played a much better game than Udinese did. And uh, even though they lost, they held Juve together with only a one nothing victory. Uh, so I, I, I personally think Parma's going to win. It's going to be a not 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 necessarily a close close game, but it's going to be scoreline wise, it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be two nothing Parma. Nothing Parma. And also, I want to mention, like Joe said, it feels like every team now in Serie has a one. I want to say yeah. star, maybe like a significant player or popular yeah. player, I guess that's recognizable. Except for maybe Ledge, I can't really put Papadura. a finger on. So. <laughs> I guess, but I wouldn't really call him a recognizable player. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just think Ledge is like the only team really that doesn't really have that player that. Uh, Really going to stand out. That's why really most of us predicted them coming in 20th. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it seems like Serie has a lot of interesting games now. And like Joe said, no boring games. So uh, uh, yeah, Serie is looking good this just year. Just one question is um, I, I saw Inglese injured, right? He got injured in that Euro game. Yeah, I believe uh, he got injured. Yeah, so yeah. that's going to be tough for Palmer too to replace uh, their top goal scorer. But I feel like Jovino has a big, mount, a big monkey to carry uh, with uh, Palmer. Because I think he's going to be the main guy that they're going to focus on. So if you stop, well, he was always like sure. that. Juvenio no, but like at least last year they had Inglese who had I think like fourteen goals or something like that. He had like a ridiculous number for a team like Parma, and he was a big factor why they stayed in Serie A last year. But yeah. and since he's gone, so it's going to be they need that one guy to help uh, replace uh, Inglese's uh, efforts and stuff. Yeah, I think um, it's kind of like a Batman, Batman and a Robin situation there. Uh, yeah, I think Inglese scored a lot of goals because of Jervinho, and Jervinho yeah. got a lot of assists because of Inglese. Because of Inglese. Yeah, they work really yeah. well together. Underrated duo in the city. Yeah. Um, let's move on to Lecce Verona. Uh, that's probably probably the worst yeah. game of the season, actually. The two yeah. teams I picked, the last two. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> maybe yeah, this one uh, won't be interesting, but uh, I, I, I don't even know what to say. What? <laughs> you know what? I'm just gonna throw it out there. I. I... I'm gonna say one nothing. Tutino's gonna score the goal. Okay, next. I can't even name one player on each. No, I can, but um, I don't know. I'm just gonna say zero zero. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Uh, Joe. Uh, yeah, this is uh, uh this is I don't, I don't really know what to say. I don't know. No players from each team. Uh, you know, Leach. actually the first game. Uh, there was a, a part of the game where they looked very. You know, they they weren't they weren't uh, playing bad, but. They weren't playing good either, but they they really uh, gave into the, their shot. I think that La Podura really played very very good. He was playing very aggressive uh, soccer at one point. He was uh, forcing the defense to, into play. Uh, for Hellas Verona, who did Verona face last last week? Uh, they faced uh, Bologna. Bologna. They got the uh, one. Uh, they one got the tie. one one tie. Yeah, so this is going to be a, another very close game that you can't really predict. So I'm just going to go with one one. Yeah, Francesco. So, I think um, because it's Lecce Verona. Yeah, possibly the two or things Serie A this season. Uh, I think that's what's going to make it entertaining. It's going to be two. This is going to be a sleeper game. Two, two bad, the two bad teams. That's what's going to make it entertaining. They're on similar skill levels. Uh, they're both shit in Serie A, so Whoa. I think it's going to be a very, very entertaining yeah. game. Uh, but I do think Lecce is going <laughs> to win one nothing. Yeah. No, that, by the way, Hellas uh, Verona did just sign. Uh, I think Ajapong from Sosolo, and they did just oh, get uh, Amrabat. Uh, yeah, that, and, guy, uh, that, guy, that guy's going to score a hat-trick next game. Amrabat? Amrabat, no. Manjapane, what's his name? Ajapong. Ajapong. Ajapong is going to score a hat-trick next game. Yeah, if he does that, I'll, I'll laugh. <laughs> guy couldn't cross the ball for the Italy on the tournaments. Yeah, he was terrible for Italy. Even, my even eyes like the, the fans were saying, too. Just like the... Neutral fans saying that guy couldn't cross the ball if his uh, 
If if there was a <laughs> wide opening, if it was just uh, a striker and no defense, he can cross the ball. Yeah, he played so bad, I blocked him on Instagram, and he was horrendous. Yeah. Um, let's move on to actually, I think it's a pretty good game. Uh, Sassuolo, Sampdoria. Uh, Danny has his boy playing uh, Caputo yeah, for uh, uh, Sassuolo. Yeah, I think Sassuolo's <laughs> gonna win just because of Caputo. Uh, don't get me wrong, I love Quagliarella, uh, but uh, I gotta go for my boy uh, Francesco Caputo, who I think is one of the most underrated strikers in Serie A. Um, I think Sassuolo's gonna get a nice two-one victory. Caputo with a nice brace. I think, uh, honestly, I think Sampdoria is going to wake up and win 3 nothing. actually. Uh, I don't know. I just think Di Francesco probably murdered them in practice. Well, I hope he did because for Roma, he was as quiet as a mouse. But um, I don't think I've ever heard him talk before. But, um, yeah, I think uh, Sampdoria is going to have to play for Di Francesco. He's probably going to try and motivate them. And, uh, yeah, despite what he said and all of that, at Roma, oh, he was terrible. The, but uh, yeah, I, I his former team as well. Yeah, I do he's think he's a, a good motivator. And the locker room, that's what the players are saying. They really liked him. And um, I don't know, I think Quagliarella is going to score a brace, wake up, and I think 3 nothing. Joe? Yeah, I agree with Enzo. I think that uh, Sampdoria will will have a, a wake-up call this uh, this uh, weekend versus Suasolo. Last week, they really looked very bad against uh, Lazio. You know, Lazio were tearing them apart with the through balls, the overhead balls. I feel that Immobile played very well in that game, too. As much of a savage, but if you go to the Sampdoria side, nobody really uh, went on goal. Coelella was very quiet throughout the game, uh, and I, I do feel that this uh, this weekend we'll we'll see the the old Sampdoria, the team that everybody's scared to face against, that could really pull off any miracle at any time. Uh, I do feel that uh, Suasolo they did a they they have some good players. They have a Caputo and they have Biardi. They have that those Italian connections there and there. Uh, I feel that uh, they're 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 one of those teams that you really always look that they'll, they'll they'll be good, but they always end up in the bottom of the table, close to it. So I feel that this game is going to be uh, very tough for Swasolo to win. I also feel that uh, Di Francesco is under pressure to get get a, at least a, a result here, as last week they didn't really look at the old Sampdoria. So I think that uh, Sampdoria won this game uh, to a goal score line of uh, two to one. Francesco. Yeah. Uh, I personally think Sassuolo uh, is going to win this game 2 nothing. I think uh, Sampdoria, yeah, yes, they're a good team. But I think the team still needs to adapt to Di Francesco and his tactics. I think Quadriella uh, is uh, not washed up, but I think uh, that season was just a, a one-time thing for, for last season. And he's going to be good this season, but not as good as last season, like everyone's expecting him to. Uh, he's going to lead Sampdoria to the best he can, but he can't do everything on the team. And I don't think Gabbiadini is a, a good strike partner for him. I think Sassuolo have a better team, a better attack. So I think Sassuolo is going to win 2 nothing. Who's going to get the goals? Uh, I think Caputo will score one. But... There you go. <laughs> Maybe we'll keep on the podcast after all. <laughs> yeah, me and him are going to have a talk after that. I'll have to prediction after this podcast. Um, but, uh, yeah, we went over everything there uh, into depth. I think it's like, what, over an hour this podcast? Yeah, yeah. especially with, like, oh, over three hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah I think it's probably the longest podcast we've ever had. Obviously, we had a lot minutes. of technical difficulties with uh, yeah. uh, Francesco at first and then uh, Skype right. cutting out and new platforms. So bear with us. Um, hopefully, Anchor's uh, back up and running, which is what we use to record for next time. But, um, yeah, we went over everything here. We shared our Champions League uh um, draw uh, opinions and um, yeah we went over to match day two and transfers and a lot of stuff happened and we'll see you guys next week for the uh, reaction let's see uh, Danny uh, Joe Francesco let's see who's happy there it <laughs> should be interesting <laughs> by the way guys uh, I might not be able to watch the game do the work uh, so please don't I'm going to have my notifications off. Please don't call me, tweet at me, or whatever about the Napoli game. <laughs> Let me watch it, and then I'll tweet out my opinions on my personal Twitter after the game. So just hey, Dan, with me. Yeah. Dan, don't worry. I'll send you the halftime and full-time scores. Dan, oh, we're, we're going to show off to, to, to your work, and we're going to tell you the, the final score. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll throw you out the window. I, <laughs> 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 I already told the guys at work, don't bother me because I'm going to be a nervous wreck that day because I had to work. Yeah, Dan, I look outside the window working out signs of the play-by-play. <laughs> I, wish, I wish the TV at the work, or my work worked. Oh, my God, I'll be happy. <laughs>
But uh, yeah, this is a fun podcast. We joked around a lot. We had fun recording this one. Uh, very different from the other ones we had. Uh, very lighthearted and uh, Juvenopoly. Uh, there's some tension in, in the podcast, but uh, uh, next week we'll see who's happy. Uh, maybe a draw. I think Daniel would probably be more happy than Joe. No, no, Let's I, go. I even said I said I'll be happy with uh, anything but a loss. Like I'll, I'll be thrilled. I'll be happy with a tie. I'll be. You'll probably hear me celebrating if Napoli wins. I don't care if the game's four hours after. You'll hear me celebrating. Yeah, I think uh, the result of Roma Lazio is going to dictate it from even on the podcast next week. Uh, same, uh, here. same here. Maybe me and you might make our own podcast just to talk about what yeah. we did wrong. These guys know from uh, past experiences. Uh, whenever we lose to Lazio, I seem to go yeah, out don't for talk a week. Enzo. No, yeah, nobody then, hears from me. Yeah, yeah, Enzo goes uh, away for, for for like a month until the next game. Yeah, especially after we lost three nothing last derby, uh, oh. I almost had a heart attack. To be honest, you, you, you didn't you didn't hear from Enzo for for a while, and I, and that's because we talked to Enzo every day, and he didn't talk to us for like what maybe two days or so. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't in the mood. Huh? Although uh, when we lost to Juve last year, I didn't talk to you guys for like a day or so. So <laughs> I'm like that too. But this year, you know what? It's gonna be all in fun. If Napoli does lose against Juve, knock on wood, it won't happen. Hopefully, it won't happen. I'll, I'll probably won't talk to you guys for that day, but then the next day I'll be like, hey guys, what's up? Uh, good game, whatever. <laughs> All right, now we're going to wrap this one up. We've been yeah. going way over time. Uh, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we had fun recording this one. And uh, yeah, we should be back maybe midweek next week and let's see what our reactions are. Thank you for listening, guys. Later. Ciao, guys. Yeah, guys. Ciao, ragazzi. Might go down as G-O-D. Yeah, wait. I go hard on Southside G. Hey, wait. I make sure that Northside E, yeah, and still.